0: Thank you for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments! So I want to thank everyone for joining us today for Woke Moments. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am your host. So um, no one would have thought with the launch of the 2020 decade, that it would be filled with moments of loss as well as a pandemic. Um, But one of the things that I do want to say is that I know that we are all going to be okay and we're going to get through this life circumstance and experience together. But we don't want to lose sight with their insight. We don't want to lose sight of um, what's happening currently, especially in our nation, and get caught up in a lot of the Uh, I wanna say the content and news that's out there because we have a very important monumental moment that's happening today. And that is around the 2020 uh, census. And so I am happy that uh, Arnetta Mack, the program director of the Southern Christian Leadership Council of Southern California, census 2020 outreach and education project um, is joining us today and will be sharing with us um, about what's happening with the census and the Southern Christian Leadership Council of Southern California is also one of several organizations within the uh, Los Angeles County region that's a part of the We Count LA campaign that is um, helping to spread more more information out there and doing a lot of outreach around the census. So welcome, Arnetta. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Janet. I am glad to be talking about this with you today in the midst of everything else that's going on. We we can't lose sight of this responsibility that we have to participate
0: in the census. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the census, what it is, and um, what what... what what we should be focusing
1: on. Okay. But before I go into that, I just want to make one quick correction for your listeners. It's okay. the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Conference. Of Southern. Okay. Yes. Conference of Southern California, Dr. King's organization. <laughs> uh, yeah. Led by uh, Pastor William D. Smart Jr. He's the president <laughs> and CEO. So we, um, we just want to get that on the record, but the <laughs> census just in short, it's, the United States counting everyone, counting them once and counting them in the right place. So if you wanna look at it as a selfie of the US, right? So we're mm-hmm. all huddling together to get in this one snapshot of the nation, right? So who we are and where we live. So that's in a nutshell what the census is and it's mandated in the US Constitution to do this every 10 years. So here we are, 2020.
0: All right. So how do um, communities benefit from the 2020 census?
1: Okay, so two key areas, money and representation. So the federal government allocates hundreds of billions of dollars to communities based on the census count. So they look at those numbers and uh, they're able to determine how many people live in different uh, different geographies and that'll determine how much money is needed for infrastructure in that community, public transit, school, educational programs, uh, Head Start, even special ed grants, housing programs, the federal subsidies that um, so many people depend on Food programs like SNAP and WIC, all of that starts out on the federal level somewhere, even a lot of our public safety um, departments, mental health, Pell Grants. I mean, the list is long. The list is long, and it's money for 10 years. So that's why it's so important that we get these numbers right. And we have an accurate count and a complete count so that we're not shortchanged. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just about 2020. It's about 2020 to 2030. And then,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, I I think people don't really recognize what you just said, which is, this is, this is something that's going to last a decade. Right. So, it, it's something that's very important for us to get involved in by ensuring that everyone, one, is counted, but right. they actually complete the census form. So, tell Absolutely. us a little about the, the census form.
1: Okay, so the
0: census form, it's
1: nine questions, nine easy questions. And um, if you go through it, it just adds basic information, um, of course, your name. Where you live, the confirmation of your address is very important. Um, mm-hmm. Who lives in your household? How old are they? So they ask for birth dates, um, and your race, what ethnicity you identify with. That's kind of a, you know, a, a tricky kind of controversial <laughs> question as well. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it. I think you filled out yours. You I, definitely I filled out not. yours. So you saw how that was set up. It was a little interesting, especially for those who want to mark Latino. Because then they have to go on and, and answer in a in a kind of unusual way on the second part of that question, but um yeah, so that and then there's a question about whether or not you own or rent your home, so basic questions, very, very basic questions there's you're not going to be asked about your status, your citizenship status. I know that was a concern for a while because this administration you know tried it to just try to scare folks um. About that question Um, and 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 a lot of folks are not even educated as to whether or not it's still on there so they may even shy away from it thinking that they'll be faced with that question and it's not about that it doesn't matter what your citizenship status is Um, that's not on there so that's pretty much it that's pretty much it and then they do ask And we can talk about this a little bit later if there's someone in your house that may live somewhere else at other times of the year, right? So that's your opportunity to say, "Yeah, I do have a child away at college." So they try to clarify it as much as possible just to get the correct info.
0: So explain to the audience how is the census being completed? Because I think we kind of jumped ahead to complete Mm -hmm. the census, but how is the census currently being completed, or how are people engaging with ensuring that they complete and get counted?
1: So you mean in terms of the, just the logistics of getting to the census to complete Uh, it?
0: So there's, like, some people have been mailed forms, right? Right, that's correct. So the first step is actually getting the form, and then what's the next step?
1: Well, actually, you don't have to wait for the form. So oh, there okay. there was communication. I'm going to call it communication because uh, different households got a different communication the first okay. round. Some households actually got the, the form itself.
0: Okay. And
1: um, those of us doing this outreach work, we were told there were certain communities that were identified. Um, based on 2010 census of being really, really hard to count, may not have internet access uh, as available as other communities. So they went on and sent them the form initially. Other households just got a letter saying, hey, the 2020 census is here. Here's your personal code, your ID code. Go to this website, my2020census.gov, and complete it. So those are kind of the, the the two main communications that have gone out already. If you ha- if you haven't gotten any communication from the census, maybe you've moved and you have to understand the census does not recognize PO boxes. They're looking for households households only, residences. Mm -hmm. So if you uh, haven't gotten anything, you can still go online to my2020census.gov and complete the form. Even if you don't have that ID code, there's an option for you to select the box. No, I don't have it. And then it'll go ahead and and you can progress through by confirming your address and completing the form that way. So there shouldn't be a delay for anyone filling out the census. You know, do it. Um, So
0: someone is technology challenged mm -hmm. right now and given that there's not enough spaces that are open, um, what would you recommend for them to do to ensure that they get counted?
1: And see, and we had a wonderful strategy (laughs) plan for all of that. (laughs) Before this, this pandemic hit us, there were kiosks being set up throughout the community. Um, we were going to set up opportunities in churches for folks to come in. I mean there were I mean the outreach we were going to just cover all those bases. Now all of that has come to a halt and that's the question that we're addressing now. Um, those who were already challenged with um, technology, right? Uh, just using it or having access to it. It's even right. a bigger challenge at this point because now we don't have those community resources um, in place right. that we had planned for and it's been mm-hmm. funded to do. Um, so we, we want to ask folks to help their neighbors, help their uh, family members. Um, hopefully though, so there is a phone number and I'm so sorry, I'm going to try to get it before we get off this call. The, the census has a 1-800 number that you can and you actually can fill out the census over the phone but you have to do it with the census bureau and hopefully we can talk about scams a little bit because i don't want anybody to get on the phone with someone who calls them and (laughs) and says i'm with the census bureau let me take your info wait wait a minute you know you got to be able to confirm that that's the right person you're speaking with but so there is a phone number that you can call And that can be completed over the phone. We didn't push that because we don't want that. That's kind of the last resort. That's kind Mm -hmm. of the non-response folks that at the end of the period, the census hasn't heard from this household by... by the form they haven't seen it uh, online completed then they're going to start making these calls and they'll capture that information over the phone but um, at this point we'll encourage folks to go ahead and call that 800 number Um, they told us up front you can't just call and request a form there's some as we speak so they may be rethinking that you know given the situation that folks may need to have that form mailed out um, and not delay since everybody can't get to those internet sites um, as we had planned.
0: So are there any critical dates related to the census that we should be mindful of right now?
1: Well, we, April 1st is census day. So that's that's the day, April 1st is Census Day. We know it it rolled out in mid-March. You can complete it. They opened the portal mid-March, but that is Census Day. And when they ask, and the questions that you're asked about the census has to do with where you're living on April 1st, 2020. So we've gotten questions pertaining to, oh, but what if I I have joint custody of my child and they're with this Mm -hmm. parent on half the time and this parent the other half whose census should they report it well where were, where were they sleeping on april 1st right so that's how you answer questions if you're a pregnant mother and you haven't had the baby by april 1st that baby doesn't count but oh um, so that's that census day right so right. they've extended the federal bureau recently um extended the whole process by two weeks because of the the crisis right now so all Mm -hmm. information originally should have been in by July 31st that was like it we're done we're not door knocking we're not taking anything else Mm -hmm. we're cutting everything off July 31st and we're getting ready to start counting this um they've extended that so now that date is mid-August which pushes all the dates out because they were they were supposed to have um, all of the data to Congress end of December. Now that's been pushed out and then mm-hmm. um, ready for redistricting in March. So that could be pushed out as well. So oh, other wow. than that, you know, we, we have, we and we don't say a lot, well, you've got till July 31st to fill <laughs> it out. We want folks to do it now. Again, what? there's no reason to delay.
0: So you um, mentioned, a Uh, a little bit about hard to reach or hard to uh what's the word hard to count hard to count count, uh community so can you expand a little bit on that and what that means
1: well there are a lot there's a there's a list so african americans are considered hard hard to count um non-english speaking uh, residents are considered hard to count. Seniors, um, the, uh, there are there are a lot of demographics that are considered hard to count, and um, actually, young people, 18 to 24, <laughs> are considered hard to count as well um, for different reasons. I mean, there um, some of them with with the language uh, barriers for some of those populations. That's it. You know, it's kind of understood, but for Um, Some African-American households, why have they been hard to count? We feel like it's just been an education issue. Maybe they don't Mm -hmm. all realize how important this is. But back to the young people, um, 18 to 24, about 55 percent, this is nationwide, 55 percent live at home um, with an adult parent or guardian. But that Mm -hmm. other 45 percent don't. That's a big Mm -hmm. number. So they're mm-hmm. in, div- in different situations, right? Mm-hmm. So they're young, most of them are unmarried renters, they're moving often. So a survey may never reach them, right? May right. never get to them. So they're considered, uh, the Bureau calls them young and mobile. Young and mobile, and that mm-hmm. makes them hard to count.
0: So how, um, so for example, so young people who are in college, right? Mm-hmm. Well, those who are probably still staying at the dorm, self-isolating, and those Mm -hmm. who are probably have transitioned somewhere else during this COVID crisis. So how are, going back to what you had mentioned, so how are they counted?
1: Okay, so there are a couple of different processes for the census count. There's the residential count that you Mm -hmm. and I participated in. Then they have what's called group quarters counting. Meaning that they have a special team um, designated just to go into colleges and count Mm -hmm. those that are living there, Uh, Mm -hmm. the military, um, um, correctional prison facilities, Mm -hmm. long-term care facilities. Those people are being counted separately in group quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, for the ones that live on campus. Right. So we're, we're, we're pretty confident that, you know, that, but that those deadlines have been shifted as well. And it may be a little mm-hmm. bit more challenging since folks are not on campus anymore. So, um, but they had intentioned on using the school's rosters and, you know, official rosters for that okay. count. It wouldn't be a door to door kind of, you know, dorm to dorm count. So we hope that those numbers will still be accurate.
0: So for our, our mobile young people that are between the ages of 18 and 24, what are ways in which they can be allies or catalytic in ensuring that folks, their peers, can be counted?
1: Well, you know what, first we gotta get the message to them. They need mm-hmm. to realize that this is something very important. Um, we, we know and we hope by now they all, understand the importance of voting but this is their civic duty as well and it and it ranks right up there with voting so we have to get them educated we have to get them educated and i know the bureau uh pushed ads on social media specifically for that demographic um we haven't seen those ads because we're not in that demographic but supposedly they're out there they're out there targeted just for that group Um, Mm -hmm. Informing them about the importance of the census, Mm -hmm. um, how to fill it out, you know, just kind of addressing maybe some of their unique situations. So we hope that they're responding to that. Um, Those organizations who work with young people. Um, need to be sure to get this information out. Let them know that maybe they're not the head of the household. Maybe they don't capture that mail that comes to the house that says, you know, for um, the resident of. They usually, you know, if they're renting or living with someone, someone else may do that they can be sure to remind whoever they're living with, hey, if you filled out your census, did you count me? Or don't forget to count me. But if mm-hmm. they're in a situation where that kind of dynamic is not in place, they can go online and do it themselves.
0: Go ahead online and do it Yes, themselves.
1: yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. So um, we talked about COVID-19, and um, we're all kind of – really interested what the effects of COVID-19 is really having on um, the completion rates of the census or or even just some of the engagements and, and how we can all be a part of either some form of participatory civic journalism or participatory <laughs> connections. Right. Sure that you know folks actually um, realize the importance and seriousness of the of
1: the census. Well, yeah, so a lot of things um, have come up since this COVID-19 crisis. But let me just dispel this, first of all, misinformation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Any stimulus check that may be considered for us folks in the US, it's not tied to the census count. I know that's spreading oh, wow. on social media. Fill out your mm-hmm. census so you can get your stimulus check. Nope, <laughs> that's not correct. <laughs> That you know, if there is a stimulus, if there is a stimulus check uh, issued to um, U.S. citizens, it will be because you completed your your tax returns either 2018 or 2019. So let's get that out of the way. So that's how that's creeped into the census uh, messaging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Correcting that, but as I mentioned before, a lot of our outreach strategies we've had to pivot. We've had to change. Uh, completely because a lot of it was based on getting out into these hard to count communities to keep the messaging going even Mm -hmm. well beyond the launch of the census. Um, The SCLC um, was pushing out a a congregation ambassador program where we Mm -hmm. were training uh, representatives from churches to come get the information, take it back to their church, host a meeting. Uh We're coming out. We're setting up tablets and laptops so your congregation can fill out the census on site. And sure, that was a big rollout. And, and, mm-hmm. and other organizations were doing similar efforts. So all of that has been squashed. Um, we were meeting, those of us doing census outreach work, several sure. organizations, we were meeting mm-hmm. on a regular basis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all of those meetings, have st- the in-person meetings have stopped. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so it's 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 tough. It's tough,
0: right? So you you had mentioned that there have been some some scams or mm, kind mm-hmm. of things that that the public or our audience need to be thoughtful uh, and mindful of as it relates to the uh, census. And what are some of those things that um, we should be mindful of?
1: Well, just to protect ourselves, uh, right? So we know that. Uh, Scammers and predators are always looking to um, capture your personal information, you know, Mm -hmm. for harm, Mm -hmm. uh, to commit fraud against you and your family. So uh, always be careful of uh, make sure you go to the correct websites, Uh, scammers set up. Uh, dummy websites maybe with one letter one character different because they know people make mistakes in typing and it'll take you somewhere and you think you're on the right website and you're not so double check your websites Um, the census will not communicate through email the census is not sending out anybody an email saying click here to complete complete your form that is not a part of the rollout and Mm -hmm. how it goes so if you get any email saying click here uh, that's It's scam. That's somebody trying to scam you. Um, I will say this. There's so door to door. We've heard reports that there are folks claiming to be from some home affairs department um, and possibly masquerading under the guise of the census to collect data. So there are some enumerators that are hired by the Census Bureau to go door to door. Some some of that may still happen, but we're asking folks to have them identify themselves. There's Mm -hmm. an an official census badge that they have.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, We know folks will try to duplicate that as well. But still, make sure you really vet and screen the people that come to your door asking for information. And the best way um, to avoid having to even engage, and I hate to say this, but even... to to avoid um, (laughs) engaging with the enumerators is to go ahead and fill it out online if you can't, right? Because if somebody comes to the door, all you have to do is say, oh, I filled it out already or mailed it back already. So Mm -hmm. that's the best protection. Um, Online, social media, Mm -hmm. information travels fast, especially Mm -hmm. misinformation. Just double check. If you really want to find out what's real and what's not with the census, go to the census.gov website. 2020
0: All right. cent, so job. before we get to asking you about your woke moment that you want to leave the audience with, okay. uh, tell us a little bit more about We Count LA.
1: Oh, We Count LA. Uh, these are um, a great group of organizations countywide. Um, most of us um, have received resources and support from the California Community Foundation for mm-hmm. the South LA slash South Bay region. Um, Uh, Community Coalition is the head of that group, so they're kind of the lead, and then there are leads in um, the Valley, East L.A., um, Mid-City, Central L.A., Um, and we are just, we're we're, we're sharing the work. Some organizations got started a lot sooner um, than Mm -hmm. others. This outreach work actually started almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. There have been regional census roundtables, where we can uh, come together and exchange information, get updates. And this process has been just evolving the whole time. Um, and we wanna, uh, we, we, get, we have a lot of resources there. The whole We Count LA is, um, this, this 2020 census, the outreach effort is unprecedented. There have n- there's never been this much effort and resources put behind outreach and education around the census. In the past ever and I think part of it well I know part of it is because of the online uh, opportunity and we didn't want folks to be discouraged we didn't want that to be um, uh, uh, something that would uh, disrupt folks' ability or, or desire to, to complete the census. So we really got out there in droves. And there are a lot of organizations. You go to WeCountLA.org, you'll see a list mm-hmm. of organizations. Um, you can click and, and get information. Uh, everything is, is it's, 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 the questions are answered, okay? We, these are community organizations for the community. So we are, we're working. We're working to get this done.
0: And tell us a little bit about SCLC and how our audience can connect and learn more about. So,
1: so the SCLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference of Southern California, you can visit the website at sclc-sc.org. Right now, the organization is focused on getting resources and food primarily to families in need we know that is a huge mm-hmm. issue right now even for folks who are working and you know uh, can we can go stand in a line early in the morning we've got some vulnerable um neighbors um our yeah. seniors primarily yeah. um SCLC is is giving groceries and checking on seniors like never before like never before, uh, SCLC is doing a community prayer this afternoon via Zoom at one o'clock p.m. So that information should be circulating on social media um, right now. And, um, and, just, and just keeping abreast with other faith leaders in the community and pooling resources and, and just supporting, you know, supporting each other is, is the, the main work that the SCLC continues to do in the fight for social justice.
0: Right. So I guess our major takeaway from today's podcast is one, we need to make sure that we complete the census. Yes. We need to ensure that money returns to our communities. Absolutely. And the only way that's going to happen is through our participation and the actual completion of the forms. Yes. And for those who need to get more information about the census, they can either go to what were the two websites?
1: My, go to. I just say right now. Go to my2020census.gov.
0: Okay, my2020census.gov. Yes. So we always ask our um, our guests who join us for woke moments to close us out with a woke moment. So, what is a woke moment that you would like to share with our audience?
1: Well, I want to share with your audience and particularly your young people um, just a reminder that. The decisions that you make today are crafting your future. Small and large, they're crafting your future. So remember that.
0: All right. That's awesome. So I want to thank everyone for joining us for Woke Moments and look forward to our next episode. Thank
1: you so much. You're you're welcome. Thank you for
0: having me. All right. Fantastic.
1: Thank you for listening to Woke Moments. For more information about our organization, please visit SOH.org. Subscribe to us for a Woke Moment, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA. And on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA.